Do you like exclusive stuff? Yes, yes sir. sir. Do you like having access to your favourite podcast hosts in a way like never before? Yeah, absolutely. Do you wish you had access to our old Survivor Oz episodes that you can't find anywhere else online? Oh, yeah. If you answered yes to one, two or all of those questions, then get excited because the Oz Network is now on Patreon. <laughs> That's right, your favourite podcast has jumped on the Patreon bandwagon to enable a better listening experience for you, our listener. For more details, simply head to www.patreon.com forward slash oznetwork where you can sign up for as little as $3 a month. It'll be the best decision you make since that last bad one you made. You're listening to the Oz TV podcast, only on the Oz Network. It is the Oz Network coming to you once again for 24, day four, season four, episode 19, 444, uh, 1am to 2am. This first aired on the 25th of April on Anzac Day, 2005, written by Howard Gordon and Evan Katz, directed by Brian Spicer. And if you've ever watched 24 and thought to yourself, missing something. I really want to see Chloe kill a terrorist. Then you're in luck because this is that episode. My name is Ben and why they asked me to do this? I really hate it. And my name is Colin and I work with computers. <laughs> cool. The most quotable episode. Oh, we could do role play here between Curtis and Jack. You okay? I'm fine. Why? Just asking. Uh <laughs> Oh, I'm just asking, Jack. Um, I feel like I'm bagging this episode out. This is a decent episode. I, I, I hate yeah. Chloe killing a terrorist. I fucking hate it with a passion. Um, it's so stupid and tacked on, and it's just like, cool, Chloe kills someone. Remember that episode. Moving on. Um, yeah, it's silly. Not the silliest Chloe storyline that might come in season eight when she might become the head of a certain organization called CTU, which is absolutely ridiculous. But we'll get to that in four seasons' time. But yeah, I mean, other than that, I mean, we've got some great tension. Marwin's going clubbing, uh, which is good. Good for him. Uh, President Logan is shining still. Jack's getting asked how, you know, how he is by Curtis. Curtis is being Curtis this week and stating the obvious. Uh, there's no Michelle Tony drama this week. Bill fills up a couple of women in the office, which is always fun. And uh, Mike's pretty good too. So outside of Chloe killing a terrorist, which maybe we can get over and done with in a moment, uh, it's pretty good. Uh, and Mike... Does stuff too? Is that what you said? Yeah, I said Mike. <laughs> Mike's pretty sad. Did, yeah. Did you not see Bill Mike, filling up there. women? Um, no, I didn't. Um, it's like back to back scenes of him like literally groping women in the office. I'm like, you don't get away with this in 2023, <laughs> Bill Buchanan. Cancelled. Um, yeah, I, the, the worst part of this episode is the final moments, which I think I, I was glad that we teased it coming into uh, this episode from last week because I knew to be ready for it. I was kind of surprised, like, how quick it happens. Because yeah. it's one of these things where, you, you know, people, I don't think I've ever really experienced this, but people talk about, like, oh, something, like, really dramatic happens. Like, you, you know, you're about to get into a car accident. It's like everything just moves in slow motion, right? And and I'm not saying I remember this in slow motion, but I think it's one of these things where you see something for the first time. You are so appalled by it that you just, you have this image in your brain ingrained in where it's like, no! <laughs> <laughs> and... Really, it's a blink and you miss a thing, but I mean, it is terrible. It is so terrible. And there's not even just that it happened. This isn't even just the, you know, oh, this is something that I don't like in 24. To me, this is like the cougar. They made so many like 
incredibly bad mistakes even in the making of this that make it worse uh but everything else pretty solid i i yeah. don't know whether i will buy this i still am kind of on the fence whether i will buy this episode but i mean it's definitely not a bin and there's a lot of fun stuff in this episode but some questionable things too i mean spoiler alert i'm not gonna i, I will buy this but like i mean yeah the last couple of minutes is crap but i just think everything else is just builds it up to it and i think like it's kind of like jack robbing a liquor store and i think the difference with that earlier on this season is that I'm pretty sure I bought that episode even at the very end when he does it. It was the episode that followed that I binned. Like, spoiler alert for next week. It's basically, hey, Chloe, how you doing? Oh, I'm fine. I don't feel anything. Okay, let's move on with the plot. Like, it's just, that's kind of just what they do with this. Like, thank God. Um, But, like, I swear they just sat around a writer's room, like, you know, around about, like, episode 12. Episode, okay, what are we going to do at the end of the season? Uh, some quirky stuff. Yeah, sure, terrorist mom or whatever. How about Chloe kills someone? I love it! Uh... <laughs> Let's put it, because even in the official guide, Marilyn Radscripts is kind of like, I saw this and I'm like, what? I don't want to do this. But then she said she had fun with it. But let's literally get that over and done with. So essentially all that leads to is uh, the we're in central Iowa, as of course, we've been sitting around for four seasons of 24, going, fuck, when are we getting to central Iowa? Hurry up, come on. <laughs> or oh, more TV shows should be filmed in central Iowa. Uh, we've got our merry gang of terrorists, uh, trying to hook up a, a little device that's going to basically, you know, make this bomb work. Uh, one of the guys has got a demanding girlfriend. Where are you? It's like, I'm at the hotel. No, you're not. You're Kay. with another woman. Yeah, a woman. Um, I mean, he's in central Iowa. He's definitely not cheating on you, love. Like, I mean, what is he doing there? Like, <laughs> Why is your phone coming up from central Iowa? Are you growing corn? Uh <laughs> <laughs> no, not corn. <laughs> um, I'm calling the authorities. <laughs> but like, I mean, I, I want, like, I think they make a mistake with this storyline because they're literally, she's all like, are you connected to what's happening today? Don't be stupid. I know your politics. Shut up. Hangs up. So then she's all like, Ugh, dear police, I think my boyfriend's a terrorist. Hand me to the higher authorities. So they go straight to CTU because they're not busy. Um, To which like, they need to make this so she's just recently dating this guy. They've been dating since grad school. I'm sorry, love. You've been with this guy for like more than a decade and now all of a sudden you're going to be suspicious if you know he's fucking, like, we've all got opinions. Noah's racist. Like, if he's dating some person in 10 years, he's like, you don't like black people? Like, I mean, that's that's on you. <laughs> like, you, you literally say, I know your politics. Like, what's his politics? Like, Allah Akbar? Like, go Al-Qaeda? Like, I mean... You might be a terrorist. I'm calling the police. Oh. Like, it's just literally that's where they, like, it's a massive mistake in this storyline. Literally say, like, oh, we've been dating for, like, two weeks. And, oh, fuck, he might be a terrorist. Yeah. Um, So, anyway, she's all like, oh, he's evil. Chloe's all like, oh, okay. Do you have a computer? Yes. Oh, we'll send someone out. Everyone's busy again. Um, So, Chloe's the only one available. So, basically, Chloe's gone over to... What's her name? Sharon. I don't know. G'day, Sharon. How you going? Chloe here to Yeah, yep, thank you. Uh, I'm Who's not a- the racist now? <laughs> well, I called her Sharon. You just called her Habuba or whatever. <laughs> so, I mean, like- no, now you're the racist. <laughs> racist. It's, ign- it's ignorant. <laughs> it's different. I'm ignorant. No, is Habuba. <laughs> She's my favorite. Nabila. 24 character. Uh- <laughs> Booba. <laughs> it's not funny. <laughs> oh god, that's making the best of. Um <laughs> 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 
So her mum was all like, come on in, Chloe. Uh, <laughs> Chloe's all like... She's still calling her up. <laughs> Chloe's like, hey, Hubba. I was going to call my daughter that. Uh, she's all like, oh, there's a moment there where Chloe's all like, oh, boo-hoo, I shouldn't be in the field. And Edgar's like, it's all right, you're the best analyst. Chloe's like, I know. That's just a cute scene. <laughs> there's also like a weird fight between Chloe and Edgar where she gives you a look, whatever. But... um. So anyway, all like, here's my computer. Chloe's all like, oh, it's encrypted. I can tell by the timestamp. This won't take long. And all of a sudden, pew, pew, pew. What's that? Ah, bad person. So they run into the laundry. Her boobah's got super strength. So she like pushes the washing machine against the door. She had a, she had a spinach that morning. <laughs> Is that Popeye at the spinach? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> can we just call this episode a booba? Um I'm so sorry to the actress who plays this. This is this is very much creeping on territory from Worlds Apart episodes. Um The point is they get into a gunfight, they hide in a CTU car, it's very no time to die, bang, bang, bang. And she's all like, ah, I'm getting shot at. This is Chloe, not Hubba. And then, well, she's a bit worried as well. And then basically Jack's on the phone. What are you doing, Chloe? You're in a CTU van. Get a gun. It takes them like 10 minutes to get a lock combination. This is the same organization that can pull up records in three seconds, but a lock combination, oh, that's a tricky yeah. one. <laughs> I mean, they literally connect the guy in the freaking nightclub to Marwan in two seconds. That's John Smith. He's connected to Marwan. Um, whereas this, oh, where's the bloody lock? Oh, call accounts. Uh, <laughs> oh, they're on break. Oh, I don't know. Call HR. Who's call the lock? The lock command. I don't know. <laughs> uh, eventually, Jack's all like, "Get a gun," and to which, basically, Jack just likes on the phone. He gets off telling people to kill people. He's done it with Kim. Now he's doing it with Chloe. And then we just get this stupid shot of like. At least with Kim, she's in peril. She's in a wardrobe. Like, it's tense. You've got Gary trying to kill her. Like, I mean, as we know, Kim just is a full-on murderer. And even when she killed the terrorist guy last season, again, you could argue self-defense. Okay, Chloe's self-defense here. I get it. But she's full-on with, like, a freaking AK-47. And we just... You know, just like, why is she not... Why is this not like she's never? I'm sure she's done, you know, uh, what we call a gun training. It's probably mandatory, but like this should be like Tiffany Case where she's like, falling backwards at the force of it. I don't know if you've ever fired a gun. I fired guns and like the whole yeah. bit is like it is legitimately like a shock. Like you, you see it in movies and you kind of see it when people play it up with the, the recoil or whatever, but like literally when you do it, like you do full on, like, whoa. And like I've never fired it like automatic. I've just fired single shot and even then like you feel it like recoil back into it's dumb it's stupid it's so it's just dumb and i mean i apologize for her that was racist uh, (laughs) ignorant sorry not racist really bad of me um we got a laugh out of it both listeners probably won't complain but i fucking hate this scene it's so dumb yeah, I mean, you you covered most of what's wrong with the scene, and it doesn't even have to do with Chloe uh, firing a gun. It's just how random everything is and how quickly it comes up. To me, the biggest issue with this is that, uh, well, there's so many issues. Let me start at the beginning before I get to the biggest issue. Um, isn't this something that should just be in the hourlies? Yeah. Like, like, we've already been introduced multiple times this season to all oh, the hourlies, True. the hourlies. More important intel 
got shoved into the hourlies and that was something like hey there's something in the latest hourlies that you'll want to you know give a read here edgar and then this gets through to chloe this essentially is her doing a call center job see to you o'brien oh i'm sorry to hear that ma'am well if you hit control alt and delete what do you see I don't understand how Chloe's even getting this call. Like they have so many people sitting around doing nothing at CTU. Let them take the call. Well, yeah. Why do they go straight to her? And like, also, did we not see Edgar how many times this season with the override going like press control shift Z that will access you. Like, why does she have to yeah. go there in person? Like fucking get Edgar yeah, exactly. into it. And I'm just looking here at the timestamp. So at, I don't even know what time this is in the episode. Like it's 33 minutes into the episode, but this is where Chloe's having a whinge to, um, Tony, boohoo, Edgar's not giving me access to his computer. So at 1 hour 40, uh, one, 48 minutes past 1 in the morning, she is still in the office. She is then told, piss off, go, um, you know, see Hubba, Um, To which she leaves and she arrives at Habuba's house. What is this? Like six minutes later. Okay. Now, Jack is literally screaming, damn it, damn it, we don't have time. This is 158. Mate, you're halfway there. You've got helicopters. You can get to the Mojave Desert in 10 minutes, as we've established before. So why isn't he straight into a helicopter full on with jets and everything like this? Lazy, Jack. Lazy. Yeah, you know, another thing that bothers me here is, I mean, it, it, it's fun that they throw this moment in here with, uh, with Chloe and Edgar, because you just, you love the Chloe and Edgar dynamic, but... This thing about Edgar, no, I'm not giving you my desk. And then she goes, Tony, Edgar won't let me use his desk. Why do you have to use his computer station? And it, it, it seems to all be just so you can have this one moment of when Chloe does it, she gives him kind of this like cocky uh. grin. Like, I won here. Um, you know, the fact that Chloe's doing this in the first place is an issue. The fact that she has to go there, like you mentioned, is another issue. And then she gets there and it just immediately rushes into, oh, this is the computer. Oh, look, they're using a blowfish algorithm. <laughs> See, they, they took a while to come up with that one, didn't they? I, I just want to know, like, how many of these things are real or they're just going to... They're using a Habuba algorithm. Oh, he's definitely a terrorist. Let's Google it. Uh, Let's Google the blowfish algorithm. <laughs> See if it's a real thing. Uh, but, like, I, I was thinking to myself... Ah, even there just is. The, there's a blowfish <laughs> algorithm? <laughs> it's a symmetric key block cipher designed in 1993. Uh, included in many classic. cipher suites and encryption products. Well, classic blowfish. Hootie and the blowfish. <laughs> yeah, and you know, only terrorists use the blowfish algorithm. So you know yeah. he's a terrorist. I use the but hootie. The, yeah, like, <laughs> the hootie algorithm, yeah. The hububa algorithm. Um, but uh, he, there is there's no way that this lady is like, oh, I think you're a terrorist. And then when she calls, all she says is, yeah, there's something on the computer. But like, we didn't get a person saying, listen, I just talked to this lady and there's something you'll want to hear, Chloe. Like, it, it, this is basically, oh, we're patching a call through to you because we can't take it. But, but like, you think about this. Is this racial profiling by the U.S. government? Because they're just like, yeah, we've got a Middle Eastern woman who's dating a Middle Eastern man who said they found something slightly suspicious on their computer. Send out the cavalry. Like, I mean, if yeah. I'm ringing up the LAPD at freaking two in the morning, hi, I'm a white man and my white girlfriend has something suspicious on their computer... Uh, no, you're good. Would you like some money? Like, I mean, I like, I like, it's, it makes no sense. Like, this is where they need to, like, because even like the moment when Chloe's like on the phone to her bubble and is all like, hey, so what's going on? Uh, I asked for his name. And then I love the way he's like, oh, you know, what's his name? And he, she says it. And then she's like, how do you spell that? And she kind of comes back with like, ugh, duh, like it's spelled blah, 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 blah. 
I'm not going to try and spell that because I've already been ignorant <laughs> enough on this episode. But um, like, yeah, why do they jump so quickly? Again, it's an yeah. hourly thing. Like, you're right. That's a solid point. I didn't think of it. Because again, this is so quick. This is within like six minutes. And I like earlier in the season when we get things like, what's her name? Jenny, who did the hourlies uh, and, and things like that. But it's just, it's gotten the point in the season, particularly in this episode where everything is just a two-person job. Like, yeah. Jack is back in command. No, there was nobody else. We're not even there yet, but Logan brings up a valid point about Jack. He's like, you're telling me there's nobody else who could do this but Jack Bauer, the man who just resigned his position, which that's going to be another issue I have with this. Uh, and it's the same thing with Chloe. It's like, oh, Chloe's the only one who could do this. Really? <laughs> Send somebody there and Chloe just says, hit the control F key. You know, it's it's... It makes no sense for her to be there. But then when she gets there, it's so Russian. I I, I was thinking to myself, I'm like, if you had, I was thinking to myself, self, um, <laughs> if, it, if, this, if this episode had her showing up at the house, like when Jack did with um uh the, the, the fake, the not Mandy agent and everything mm. uh, a couple episodes ago, and you're spending a couple of scenes in this house, it really does a lot to make that ridiculous moment with her at the gun the end not seem so rushed and so oh we got to get her there we just forgot about time we've only got five minutes left in the episode if she had spent the day at the house you know uh even half of the episode but th that timeline how many minutes did you say she's at the house six, before the gun fires? six well, before like three four minutes yeah it's 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 instant have her there yeah the whole episode or something like, yeah you're right like yeah and i think Chloe's great. We love Chloe, but they do have a habit with Chloe of just like, hey, this would be a fun situation to put her in just to, you know, and like, this is the thing though. The fans eat it up. Like I remember watching this with my friend at the time, you know, I've told about how we did a rewatch and like she'd never seen this show before and she loved Chloe and she fucking went off on this scene. She loved it. I remember her watching this scene, Ugh. but like, I'm pretty sure it's season five. There's kind of like a random sequence where like Chloe's out in the field and she has to go into a bar to like use the internet and she's got, like, a creepy guy who keeps coming up to her. So she tasers him and, like, you know, knocks him out because he's just being a sleaze. And it's dumb, but it's kind of funny. And it's kind of like, oh, okay, that's and a that bit silly, sense. but that's funny. Whereas that's this, Chloe. Because, but, like, but this is the ramifications on shows like this where it's like, I get it. TV show's got a TV show. It's got to move on quickly. And it's 24. Every hour counts, right? But, like, right now, again, somebody comes into your house. And they try to kill Jamie and your kids. You'd probably let them kill like Casper or something. But after that, you'd be like, no, don't kill the rest of my family. And you had to kill them. You're not just going to be like, nine o'clock, better go to work. Like this is going to live with you for a little bit. Like this is going to be, you know, again, you're not yeah. an agent. You're not a field person. I remember talking about this in our very first episode on the sixth day. Where Arnold Schwarzenegger was in 10 minutes like, I'm okay. I'm going to go kill more people. Whereas like, literally. <laughs> I got the taste for blood now. <laughs> like literally Chloe next week is just going to be like, I don't feel anything. And just moves on. Like I, I remember ta we talked about this in Lost when um, uh, Charlie killed uh, Ethan or whatever it was or whatever. And he just kind of just like, I don't feel anything. And you know, like live up to it a bit more. But like, it's just, this is where I want us to remember this in like three weeks time when Chloe's literally back on her computer. Like you just killed someone three hours ago. <laughs> like I get it. all oh, they're bad. Like we're not meant to feel bad for them, but I'm sorry. Freaking Hitler could come back to life, walk in my house. And it's like, hello, I'm Hitler. I'm here to kill more people. And I mm. shoot him in the head. I'm just going to be like, well, that was Hitler. I feel fine. Like I'm still like, fuck, I killed someone. <laughs> yeah. Uh, first, uh, completely off the episode, but, well, the, the the fact that you think that Casper is the one that oh maybe I'll have, well, I don't know who do you want to die first? 
well, I don't want anybody to die, but Casper is our defense. I mean, he's the one that Casper, bad man, get him. Yeah. <laughs> it's so funny how many how many times people have like even just joking around threatening me, and I'll always be like, you'll never get through Casper. God, child <laughs> on duty. You've got that sign on the thing. You know, seriously, yeah. your kid does. Casper does scare me. <laughs> scare anybody. Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, this is you. You mentioned about uh, the the Kim thing. Well, we had that before, and the biggest difference I noticed between this and the Kim thing is that. The Kim thing, they let it build. And I hate to be yeah. giving credit to Kim in Jeopardy again and again and again. You're Even right. the one with um uh her uh in the, the server room and everything and getting taped up to the chair uh, last season. Like you have the patience to pay it off. And I get why you want to do this. You have to have somebody in Jeopardy because we don't have Kim anymore and we're not following civilians like uh Beirut is out of the show now. You need to have somebody that the audience is going to feel a little bit more of a threat, you know, oh, this person, they're innocent. We don't want them to die. It's different with Jack, but Jack will find a way to get out of this. But if you're gonna do that, why do you spend 30 seconds building the tension? Like it defeats yeah. the purpose of, we want to have the audience feel that somebody who's not normally in jeopardy is in jeopardy, if it's just wasted in a couple of seconds. And the Kim things, they at least let it build. And those scenes are more tense. Here we got a guy ramming their car, but the first thing they do is he fires a gun. They're like, don't worry, it's bulletproof. I mean, I'm pretty sure that vehicle would be dead. Now, if the vehicle wasn't ram-proof, too, like, they could they could sit in there. This is no time to die yeah. where they're firing the gun, and he's not even blinking. <laughs> there is no reason that they should even feel threatened here. And there's so many other problems with this. And, again, it doesn't even have to do with the fact that Chloe picks up a gun and kills a man. This guy, gun gunfire going off everywhere. Rich neighborhood. Somebody has called the cops already, and the cops are going to be there quick because this is a rich white neighborhood, okay? So, well, except for Habuba. Habuba was in trouble. <laughs> like, everyone go back to sleep. <laughs> but then we get like, okay, you know, my neighborhood, I mean, I'm, I'm not in a rich neighborhood, but I mean, there You're was one white time neighborhood. I'm in a white neighborhood, but <laughs> I remember when we moved here and uh, we're like, literally, I, technically, we're on the outskirts of the city. I mean, we are officially within the city's jurisdiction but like outside what most people consider the city and i remember when we first moved here and hearing at nighttime like pops where i'm like is that gunfire and i'm like what neighborhood did i move into <laughs> and i'm like really close to calling 911 until i realized no it's still going off oh people because we're just outside the city people set off fireworks all the time but like that's my instinct not necessarily in like a rich neighborhood so these people are instantly calling everybody in this neighborhood you see lights on you see Police cars everywhere. Instead, we get this one idiot comes on. Hey, what's that? A gun? Who's firing guns out here in my rich neighborhood? And I don't feel bad for him dying. This guy deserves it. <laughs> yeah, die, then, die, white man, die. And then, like you said, the whole thing with the lock combination. Like we, we can't get it. Oh, I don't know. Try it. Try a three. I think a three is gonna be in there somewhere. Uh, and then they're like, "Don't worry, there will be guns in the car." Now, this is a car where let's say it's meant for taking in suspects. Do you think police cars, they keep the ammunition in the back where their suspects go? All the guns the should trunk. be in the glove box. Yeah. Like they, they just reach it in the back seat. If you had to take, if you show up there and you're like, wait a second, it's not Samir. It's Nabuba. She's the terrorist. <laughs> Nabuba, you throw the her new in, name. <laughs> Nabuba. Yeah. Uh, you throw her in the back and she's got an AK 47. Shoot her way out of there. I want to say that. Get in the back. Nabuba. <laughs> you oh, a gun. The guns back there yeah uh yeah this is just so bad now th that moment uh, this is where i say it's ingrained in my mind i think one of the reasons ingrained in my mind about chloe picks up a gun and fires a gun 
it's not just a gun. If she just had a gun, bang, bang, that's one thing. Yeah. Like you said, it's an AK-47. <laughs> <laughs> She's not even struggling firing it. I would love to hear uh, Marilyn Rayskib's, uh explanation of shooting the scene, if she loved it or she hated it. We need, like, you know, some honesty, like Leslie Hope on the amnesia storyline. Like, just, oh, you got a book. I'm hoping there's something in there. Yeah, but, there's a little bit, but keep but going. That, that, I, I have that image still in my head. Like I said, I remember it being drawn out a little bit more. Like, it was a bigger deal. It just ends here. But this was, like, not just, wow, that was stupid. I remember watching this the first time and literally bursting out laughing. Like, like uncontrollably laughing. Like, ah! <laughs> like, because it was the stupidest thing I had ever seen on 24 at this point. And I saw a cougar and I saw a baby, but this <laughs> might have taken the cake in season four as being the ultimate laugh out loud moment. I want smart people out there to edit her firing this gun while killing the baby on a cougar. Like, uh, <laughs> I want her holding the baby while firing this gun. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, where's the baby? Chase! Baby. Um, Mary Lynn Rajkum says, Rajkub initially says she wasn't too sure about Chloe's field trip. It was weird. I knew I was going to have to do it a week before we shot it. It's always different than what you expect because you don't know how it is going to be blocked out, especially if you are me. I'm kind of lazy sometimes. So when I read it, I went, oh, that's what's going to happen. And I put the script down. The episode involved an intricate battle between assassins surrounding the informant's house and culminating in Chloe's badass assault rifle attack on the enemies. Remembering the shoot, Rajkip says, I got there that night and I have to put together the pieces because I had to run through that whole house and the other guy gets shot and we were being chased. That's the word, Ben. And running across chased. the street. <laughs> that's how Australians <laughs> say it. <laughs> they added in a scene where the neighbor comes out, which was spontaneous. What? So that guy probably really got shot then. Hey, what are you guys feeling? <laughs> oh, well, that guy's dead. <laughs> Uh, and then the positioning of the car and the fact that I would have to take the gun out of there. It happens and comes together as you rehearse it, which you do 40 minutes before you shoot it, really. The actress admits her frontal attack with the gun was the first time she ever had to fire one. You don't say. With this show, we move pretty fast. <laughs> Life moves pretty fast. So there's not a lot of preparation. It was a couple of hours before I did the gun stuff, and it was, here's a gun. Go stand in the parking lot and try to shoot it. But it works for the character because I don't shoot guns. But now I think it would be cool to go through some fight and gun training. It felt pretty good. It felt powerful and kind of scary. It was fun. So basically, Marilyn Rajkov is any day now going to shoot up a post office. <laughs> she's got a taste for blood now. <laughs> Bloody hell. She's 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 going off there. Follow her on um social media, by the way. She posts uh, little stand-up clips of her. She's, she's a very funny woman. Um, Yeah, it's dumb. It's stupid. Um, But the rest of this episode... Uh, how about we do President um, Logan. Logan? Thank you, because we're going to get a return of another president. Two presidents in an episode. It's presidents of the USA. Great band. So um, he's still. <laughs> you know, that's the only song they ever swore in, and I bought that on Kassingle, and I was told I had to return it because it's swearing. Kassing- K- Kassingle? Is that Kassingle. what they call it? Yeah. Is that, that's the name of it? Yeah. Did you, did you ever buy Kassingles? I. I don't know. I, I bought CD compact dis singles. But um, oh god, I love the presidents. They were great band. Um, yeah. Peach millions of peaches, peaches for me. For me. And their <laughs> cover of um, video killed the radio star for oh, um, yeah, that's wedding a great singer. One. And what else did they have? Lump, his lump, his lump. And yeah. The, the, and the Weird Al version. He's gump. He's gump. He's gump. <laughs> Oh, so good. I'm seeing Weird Al in like two weeks. Get excited. Oh, um, let's see the President of the United States of America. Banging the microphone. Kitty, I'm a third and a one. 
This episode was downhill from Hubba. Um <laughs> So <laughs> how was the other song that they had? Um their other famous one. Mark Mark Fiverr was one of them. Um Yeah. Um Oh Lamp Peaches uh Kitty. God, they were weird, but they were great. Um <laughs> I'm sure uh Greg Ritz and Rest in Peace listened to the presidents. But try uh, try Googling President of the United States Joe Biden. No, that's not what I'm looking for. <laughs> not that the real old. presidency. Uh, that's like the Michael Fassbender meme. No, I want the real presidency of the United States of America. <laughs> wow. Um so anyway, he's all like uh Mark's all like, So you made that decision yet? No, I'm waiting for the Eternal General. Oh, I think you should make a decision. No, I'm good. Oh, what does Walt think? Walt, I think you should make a decision, Mr. Walt's changed his tune in 10 minutes. 10 minutes ago, Walt's all like, no, don't do it. And I was all like, I think you should make a decision, sir. Uh, but, like, this is what's so good about Logan because he's just, he's inept. And, like, this is what, like, I imagine, like, somebody thrust in this position would be. Like, again, we've talked about this. I'm sure Kamala Harris, if tomorrow Biden dies, let's be honest, he is, he's old. But, like, <laughs> she's not just going to be like, da, 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 I'm a president. She's going to be like, well, fuck, this is hard. Like, I mean... She's more inept than the last president, but, you know, that's a whole other kettle of fish. But I don't know. Like, I just, I kind of like this and I get it. Like, president's meant to be, like, you know, confident, blah, 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 blah. But sure, Joe Biden sometimes, like, lays in bed and goes, Jill, I don't know what I'm doing. Give me my sunglasses. Yeah. I, how do you impersonate Joe Biden? Like, hey, 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 I'm Joe Biden. Like, I don't know. What's I'm that? an old man. <laughs> oh, my back. Get oh, me back. I could be dead at any minute. <laughs> I got Joe Biden on the line. Hello, Joe. Why do people keep singing lump to me? I don't get the joke. <laughs> I'm Joe. I'm Joe. I'm Joe. I did my back. I might be dead. Do 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 do. Cute, cute president, you're gonna die tonight. Cute president, you're gonna die tonight outside. Um, I like Joe Biden. He, he, radio killed the radio star. I remember the days of radio. Uh, Before all the bad things of television. He's old. Those kids watching their tube. He's like 80 something. Like, Jesus. 80 is old. <laughs> I'm an old man. I love it when he like posts like a video on social media. He's like, US men's soccer team. Go get him at the World Cup. Go kick some balls. Go kick some balls. Go kick some balls. It's like, I like it was Joe like, Biden. The other day, well, it wasn't even the other day. LeBron James breaks the record. Like three weeks later, he's like, hey, LeBron, my man. <laughs> you broke the record. Go. <laughs> Go, you Guy, I'm surprised he didn't come out and be like, you know, oh, Mr. Chamberlain, 100 <laughs> points in a game. <laughs> go. Um, go. <laughs> Joe, Joe Biden's go-to is, Joe says go. <laughs> Neil Armstrong, you're landing on the moon. Go. <laughs> I remember my days with John Glenn back in primary school. <laughs> Hey, right, brothers, you're flying. <laughs> Go. <laughs> oh, God. Old oh, gummy Joe. Uh, oh, wrong Joe. Um, 
President, uh, I was about to call him President Itzen. Rest in peace. Uh, oh, so, I wish. Oh, God. He, I don't know. He, who'd you rather, President Itzen or President Biden? I mean, he's got to go with Itzen, right? He's going <laughs> to liven up the place a bit. <laughs> True. He polishes, like, Emmys and all that kind of stuff. Anyway, so he's all like, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. Um, and he's like, I'm going to call the Attorney General. Go! Uh, <laughs> go! <laughs> Um and uh, great stuff with Mike though. Jude Chicka Chicka Cola. He's oh. he's great this episode. So he's basically getting told by Bill, like, yeah, g'day, g'day, Mike. It's Bill here. So um yeah, so we got the information. Good news. Uh we know where Marwan is. Uh oh, how'd you get it? Um uh, just it fell out of his pocket, really. Did Jack <laughs> Bauer coerce it out of him? Yeah, bumped into him in the hall, fell out of his pocket. Weren't we lucky? <laughs> Lol. Um, as your president would say, go! Uh, <laughs> but anyway, so Mike sort of yells at Bill and Bill's all like, hey, don't blame me. I'm just the man. Like, you know, your president sucks. I kind of like, permission to speak off the record. Go ahead. Your president sucks. <laughs> go, go ahead. <laughs> go, Bill. Um, but I kind of like, Mike's just kind of like, yeah, I know. This is awkward, <laughs> really awkward. Um, but the, the really great stuff, though, with him is kind of when he's basically like, oh, how'd you get the information? Jack Bauer tortured him. I want him arrested, which, let's be honest, kind of true. Like, yeah, this is what you should do. We've had too many of these presidents who are sucking up to Jack Bauer. So we've got, like, real presidents. Like, yeah, fucking arrest him. He tortured a guy. Fair enough. <laughs> Don't do it in the middle of an operation, though. Probably wait till afterwards. This Secret Service guy, like, I'm kind of connecting a few things together here, but that Secret Service guy, he's off something. Like, he's definitely familiar. Um, Oh, yeah. So Jack's getting arrested, and basically it costs them. Marwan gets away, which we'll kind of come back to in a minute. And then I just, I love this moment when basically Bill's, like, calling up Mike, going, like, yeah, fucking, your president lost the goddamn thing. No, he screwed up. (laughs) Um, And then when he, like, when Mike tells Logan... He's basically like, yeah, well, kind of on you, buddy boy. And uh, Logan's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> but I just, I love this acting from Itzen, how he's just basically like, like, are you saying it's my fault? Like, he's like, and it's like, oh, Mr. President, like, you know, he's being an advisor. Like, well, Mr. President, there are many options that could have led to this situation. It's like, don't money call me. Like, it's my fault. And he's like, Mr. President, like, I don't even deserve to be called that. I don't know what I'm doing. Like, it's a great scene. Like, I mean, Think of another movie or TV show with a US president. I mean, Designated Survivor. We had a fair bit of Kiefer complaining to what's the face from the Truman Show about, oh, I don't know what I'm doing. But like Kiefer pulls that off and you're like, oh yeah, Kiefer, give us, give us a lick. Um, <laughs> I got like questioned today in my office because Kiefer came up on the TV screen for his crypto thing. Everyone was like, oh, Jack Bauer. I'm like, why put a fucking bike? Fuck you. Like, <laughs> leave him alone. Anyway. So he's doubting himself as president. And then Mike's all like, well, I know a man who could help you out. And There's only him, one man who can help you. And that, of course, is Wayne Palmer. There he is. <laughs> uh, oh, sorry. Wrong Palmer. Um, so, of course, old uh, gummy, gummy Joe. Wrong one. Old Huggy Bear David's up. Of course he is. He's, he's concerned. Remember, this is like four in the morning in, in, in um, Washington time, of course. And uh, he's all like, yes, I'm President Palmer. <laughs> Yee-haw. Uh, right, I'm cowboy. Woo. <laughs> um, but he's all like, 
hello, Mike, how are you? You bastard, you're a Republican now, good for you. Um, so like, yes, I've been up. This could be a terrible day for America. Yeah, like the day the nuclear bomb went off on your watch, Mr. President. What was that, Mike? Nothing, yeah. nothing. Um, but I love how like quick Mike is like, Mr. President's going to get worse. A nuclear bomb has been stolen. He's like, dear God. Uh, like, do you have to have clearance for this first? Like, I know he's an ex-president, but like, you know. Anyway, so he's all like, yeah, you're busy. You want to come in? And he's like, I must meet with the president in person. So Palmer's back. Old Huggy Bear's back. He's watching the tube, but he's about to come in and surf his way into the rest of this season. Uh, as much as we make fun of what we did, it's great stuff. I love Gregory Itson. He's incredible. He's the star of this episode. Um, yeah, I mean, he's the star of every episode going forward till he's off the show at this point, really. Um, there's still some issues with this. Uh, for one, why is Mike the only, where's Walt? I mean, I would think any president, and I'm not going to say I would think, I, I would say for sure, every, every president during a time of crisis is surrounded probably by at least a dozen people. Um, I don't know, the, the Cuban Missile Crisis, you ever see the movie 13 Days? I did not with, see uh, the movie 13 Days, no. Great movie. Uh, Kevin Costner in that movie plays the Mike role. Uh, and actually, this guy, this Secret Service guy you're talking about, Tim Kelleher, he played Ted Sorensen in 13 Days. Uh, amazing movie, by the way. But yeah, the Cuban Missile Crisis. It is basically Kennedy surrounded by whoever they can fit in the room for 13 days straight, straight as they try to resolve this crisis. And the fact that nobody's there, like, I don't really blame Logan. I mean, Logan, we, we even defended him in the past episode. Like, this is everybody's job. They're supposed to get different opinions. And they're like, oh, well, he doesn't know what to do. Well, the president's supposed to say, what do you think, Mike? Really, the one thing he does wrong in this episode, I guess, is saying, let's not let's not take Jack in the middle of this operation. But, like, did we explicitly hear him say, well, he's in the middle of an operation now that we can't pull him away from. Mm. He just said, no, I want him arrested now. I mean, they chose to interpret that. Did they give him all the information? We don't know. But he's not wrong, mostly because this is where last week's episode kind of ruins this week. Jack gave his resignation <laughs> from a so job he didn't why, have. Yeah. A job he didn't have in the first place, but he gave his resignation. We don't want anybody else implicated in this. So then what do they do? Oh, Jack, did you get the location? Yes. Yes. So it's going to be the, 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 uh, the Hububa club uh, <laughs> in the, in the, in the Muslim district. I don't know what it is, but uh, this is where he's going to be. And that's where they say, all right, Jack, we need to take you into custody right now. We'll see if we can work through the details after talking to the president. He's back on the job. They immediately say, all right, we got this mission. You're the only guy who can go. Um, despite the fact we've got Castle there and whoever, how many other people. The entire point of the last episode was we don't want anybody else implicated, so I'm going to resign. And by Bill allowing Jack back in the building, he has now implicated the president and everybody else. So Logan should be saying, if nothing else, pull him out of the field because I'm going to get in trouble here. Yeah. <laughs> Mike, you're going to get in trouble. We're all going to jail. <laughs> that, that's not even part of the episode. And what bothers me most about that is they included that on the previously on 24 segment. There is one way, uh, sir. If I resigned my commission or whatever, then, then we would be safe. Give me your badge and your gun. Give me a badge and your gun. That, that's what the whole last episode was. You included that on the previously on, and then you contradict it by making this Good all point. Logan's fault. Now, the good thing about this is that we get that moment where after they do have to pull him in, Marwan gets away, which I still have questions about, by the way. But uh, we have Logan where he's like, I, but I, I I, thought I was doing a good thing. Like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that that Gregory Itzen acting there is what this whole second half or I guess last act of season four is about. It's it's that uncertainty. 
The problem is you have everybody jumping on this guy for his uncertainty in moments where you're like, well, no, at this moment, he's not being uncertain. At this moment, he's doing what a president should do. He's just doing it with a slightly less confidence. Jump on him for the moments like this where he's like, but, 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 but I didn't mean to. That's what you want to jump on the guy for. Um, calling in Palmer, I mean, that's, that's you know, classic Mike move. Oh, I'm crossing boundary this year. Uh, but, uh, you know, I don't think I even knew if he was coming back at this point. And, and to be honest, I thought that this came like in only in the last four episodes. So we're at least six episodes left here too. Um, I also, at this point, my memories of season four was that Paul was already dead at this point, but, uh, oh, spoiler, does Paul die? Oh. <laughs> well, apparently he doesn't. Cause I thought he was dead and he's not, he's still kicking. But, um, yeah, you know, when it comes halfway through the episode, I think this is the other thing caught me off is that this is where I know that you're officially over your desperate, uh, cliffhangers because this otherwise would have been, oh, there's only one man who can help you. And you see, you see that beautiful hand pick up the phone. And you hear that voice. Hello there. Hello <laughs> there. Very good phone. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, we need your help. And then zoom in on his face. Like I had a feeling you would call Mike. <laughs> but I they don't have they your just... presence. <laughs> exactly. I have sensed it. <laughs> I have foreseen it. <laughs> I have foreseen... <laughs> the nuclear bomb will not go off. I have foreseen it. But uh, I mean, it's done halfway through the episode. So it doesn't feel as cheesy. It feels like, oh, this is naturally where the story is going to go. But I do have to question. Do you call Palmer at this moment, or do you at least wait for those other dozen people who should be in this room? Yeah, where's to be the cabinet? Consulting him first. Where's the secretary yeah. of defense? Where's uh, and what? Like honestly, <laughs> like, like I get it. It's Palmer, da, 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 but like, I'm sorry, Joe Biden's not calling George W. Bush in a crisis. Or Trump. Well, I went to and the, the other one because no one's calling Trump. Uh. No, but but this is where it's another issue is because when Mike's on the phone with with Palmer, he's like. What was the last briefing you received? Oh, about three hours ago. Oh, well, then I have to catch you up. Okay, this is the former president from an opposing party. Yeah. Years later. Yeah. Are we comfortable with the fact that right now, whatever crisis is going on, if there's a nuclear bomb and Joe Biden's like, go get that nuke, you know? <laughs> go, Georgie. That three hours later, Donald Trump is going, oh, looks like Joe Biden said go again. Oh, I know how to deal with this nuke. Oh, we should fire him right now. This is not the way it works. <laughs> the president was even briefing. This should just be, listen, he needs a little bit of counsel. We can't give you all the details of what's going on, but would you come in? And then when he's in, maybe have Logan make the decision or somebody else make the decision. Yes, you have to be brought up to speed here. <laughs> how does he know what's going on? Why is he still receiving briefings? Like, Why is he still dressed in his dress clothes at four in the morning too? It's um, well, He's always dressed nicely. It's David Palmer. Come on. Um, I mean... <laughs> Yeah, like some of it doesn't make sense, but I do like some of the Palmer-Logan stuff we will get. And I think, you know, what ties into the twist next year, which again, we'll get to, but like it's kind of interesting watching this kind of level of stuff that's going to happen based on what's going to happen in literally six episodes time, really, for us, actually, the premiere of season five. Um, but like, I, I don't, I think I knew he was coming back. Like, it's kind of like, obviously this season's a little bit, you know, when you're watching it all back to back, like the return of Michelle, the return of Tony, the return of Palmer, you know, it's not quite the same. But I, I do remember being excited every time I saw them return when I was watching. Because, I mean, in hindsight, they're not gone for that long. Um, I think I get more excited for the return of Kim next season, which, I mean, she's literally gone for an entire season. Who ever think we're going to get excited for the return of Kim? But I always get excited. I always weirdly get excited for the return of Kim. I don't know why. Like, it's Kim. Kim. But he's like, oh, my God, Kim's back. Because um, they learn from their mistake after season two, and every time you bring Kim back from this point on, 
you know they're doing something different with her. And that that's where you get excited. Well, remember that at the end of season seven. Uh, because Kim gets in danger again. So <laughs> no, they don't really I, do it. The, the position the, the position of what her character is when the season when her story starts, though, is what I'm talking about. Season it's not five like the, and season uh, eight, Kim are good. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> You have issues with season seven. I'm I'm excited to get there. Seriously, if when we get to season seven, if you defend season seven, I may <laughs> kill a donkey. I don't know. Um, oh, <laughs> too soon after the banshees have been a sheer. No, not donkey. <laughs> oh, poor donkey. That's sad. Don't eat fingers, donkey. Um, <laughs> that's a sentence I never thought I'd be saying on the show. Um, like props to Brendan Fraser. Um, because. We haven't said that yet in this episode, and it's law. You have to. Otherwise, a donkey eats a finger. Um, or do we have to say donkey? Go donkey. donkey. Um, I guess really everything else is just Jack and Marwan, and he's going to find the bomb. I mean, CTU stuff is... So the Bill stuff where he gets a bit touchy-feely. So this woman at the beginning who's all like, here's the report... Bill like literally strokes her on the arm as she walks off. And then two seconds later, Audrey's all like, why did you let Jack talk to someone? And then, so which then Bill touches Audrey on the arm and Audrey's like, no, 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 don't touch me. <laughs> no. So, like Bill, you know, you've got a lawsuit on his hands here. Audrey's, I mean, God, like Kim Raver, like again, everyone phoned it in last week, but Kim Raver's on fire again all of a sudden. She's like on the yeah. fucking wallpaper, like Jack, fuck you. And it's like, I love Jack sort of getting all dismissive of Audrey. Like, bitch, please. I had to do it. Fuck off. <laughs> and then Audrey's like, girl, Bill. And then Bill's like, oh, my hands were tied. And she's like, I work for the Department of Defense. Um, and it's like, yes, you do, Curtis. Um, so <laughs> uh, there was, I, I didn't write it down, but there was like a real obvious Curtis line. I think it was like when they escaped, it's like, you escaped through a hole. I'm like, yes, it's right in front of you, Curtis. We can fucking see it. <laughs> I believe that's a hole in the wall. <laughs> I believe he is a terrorist. Um, but it's yeah, so a Jack's basically like, oh, the, the guy, the what's his face last week, he tortured guy. He's there for two seconds. So good for him. Lawsuits coming to CTU. Uh, they're all ready to go clubbing. Jack and the gang are going out night clubbing in LA I kind of like the setting it in a nightclub, though. I just kind of randomly like that. So uh, Marwan's there, and he's all like, I'm going to film a video. Um, like, Would you like to cover your face? No, I want to be famous. I want Matt Lauer, we could say that in 2005, <laughs> to talk about me on the Today Show. I want Oprah to talk about me. I am Habib Marwan. Yeah. He's a part of that. Army. Army. Let's get us the football. Army hearties. Several the pirates up on the chest of battle and get this scurvy. You go, nuke up a city of America. Um, shiver me nukes. <laughs> shiver me nukes. <laughs> Where's Hubba? What's she doing? Get me a Hubba on my shoulder. Um, so he's all like, um, girl, America, I hate you. Uh, I'm going to blow you up. But I kind of like him things like, you will wake up and in the weeks when you will be recovering, you will still be whispering my name. Arr. Uh, <laughs> That's where you want him to just go. <laughs> <laughs> my name, Mawan. Mawan, not Habuba. Mawan. Um, so he's all like, no, you won't catch me. Um, and he's all like, I will do another attack and another attack. Yeah, but basically, he's like, America, mate, you're fucked. Like... <laughs> 
I've got the bomb. I'm one and I've got the bomb. Um, but meanwhile, Jack's off clubbing in the corners in the hidey hole. That can we just talk about that bald terrorist guy who they automatically um, isolate and recognize in two seconds? That is the ugliest motherfucker I've seen in a long time. I don't think I've seen him. <laughs> well, I, I think you did. Um, he's like, <laughs> so when they're like scanning the nightclub room and they're all like, oh, Habib's not clubbing. He doesn't like this song. Um, like basically they scan and one of the, the sentry guards, the bald guy, you know, in men in black, there's, um, oh, which bald guy is it? I think it's the bald guy in the first one when he's like meets the little guy in the, uh, the restaurant, um, with the cat and he's, Oh yeah. Lurch really ugly bald guy. Yeah. Um, he looks like him, uh, and no disrespect <laughs> to this guy. I'm sure he's got a wife and kids and I don't. So. No disrespect to bald or ugly people. Well, but this guy's, I'm ugly an ugly, but ugly can talk about ugly. right? Like, you know, like ugly people are allowed to bag it. ugly, but it's like, you know, like black people can be racist to black people. White people can racist <laughs> to white people. And they, Fat people. those are the rules. <laughs> well, like generally you can get away with it. Right. Like, you know, I, I can't, I don't know, rip into women who I'm not a woman. So I like, you know, as a Middle Eastern woman, it's okay for Ben to say Habuba. I was wrong on Habuba. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> on so many levels. I shouldn't have said Habuba. And any appropriate podcast would edit that out. And in the future, when I'm... Instead, hold on, instead, Ben said, this is making the best <laughs> When I, in the future, am cancelled, this is a clip they can play at my trial. <laughs> All right, I want people to share this on Twitter. Ben fucked up on Hububba. It was it was too far. All right? I've talked about putting things in my butt. I've talked about the joke about me touching children. All those kind of things that have not gotten me cancelled, but Hububba was a bridge too far. That's it. That's it. I apologize for Hububba. Okay? But you know what? You don't have to um, because Noah's going to take the blame on this one. That's how it works. For once. It was all Noah. For once. Um... Marwan's recording a video. <laughs> it's a sex tape. Um, it's in green screen. Look that up, Colin. Look up what a sex tape is. Um, but yeah, Jack's coming in. The ugly ball guy calls up and is all like, oh my God, the cops are here. Boss, run. Um, because this is where uh, the Secret Service are fucked up and they've left a guy in there. Not very Secret Service, are they? If they've got a guy in plain sight. Ooh, secret Service. Why are they called the Secret Service? They're not that secret. Stop touching your ear. We just need that. Um, Carter. Um, so it's a pretty weak chase. Like, I love the tension of this scene. Don't get me wrong. I like, I love Jack kind of on the hunt and kind of like very mission impossible with like, you know, little yeah. spy cameras. Spy like it's, it's great. Like, I love that. But like, it's a bit of an anti-climax, but like, it's not even like a real chase. Cause Marvin's just kind of like, Hmm, there's someone in the vent. Let's go to that hole in the wall. So do, 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 do. I'm in the hole to which then all of a sudden Curtis is like, there's a hole in the wall. Jack's like, thank you, Curtis. And then he walks in, bomb, ah, bang. And then he drops a couple of damn it's here. We're up to 12 for the season, by the way. And straight away, they're like, oh, Marlon got away. Like, they don't even try. Like, fucking hell. Um, so Jack's getting arrested. Marwan's buggered off. And then Jack basically goes back to the office and yells at Chloe for the rest of the episode. <laughs> um, that's Jack. That's the episode, really. Like, it's funny because this is uh, both my favorite part of the episode and some of the most questionable stuff in the episode at the same time. I want you to answer me this question if you caught something I didn't, but... COVID? I, again, it's that time of the week I got COVID. Uh, but uh, So 
how is Marwan getting away Logan's fault here? Because from what I saw, Marwan saw Jack Jack's spy cam and said, they're on to us, let's go. Um, yeah, but, it, but it's the cops. So he's, no, so he's bald, ugly guy has rang him up. There you go, Marwan, what's going on? Uh, by the way, there's a cop outside. So that's when all of a sudden Marwan's like, they're here, let's go. And so they're trying to like work out where they are. And then he looks up and he's seen the camera and then he's gone, oh, they're above us, quick, scatter. Like, so, yeah, I like, uh, yeah, yeah. It's still I get, pretty weak. But, like, without but like without the cop being seen, he would have just kept going. Yeah, or maybe. I mean, he may have eventually been like, what's that flashing red light coming from the wall there, the vent? <laughs> um, no, I mean, to me, this is also like, Jack, if you had that camera a couple inches further back, they're not going to spot it in a hey, dark vent. Hey, Kiva Sutherland know? and Jack Bauer doesn't put their inches back. They've got big inches and they're going to go everywhere. Dangling it. That was his I, doodle. I would I would Google what you're talking about, but I'm afraid. Doodle. Um, but, but dangle, doodle, Google. Well, he's got a um, massive penis, Colin, so it was dangling through the bench. Not a big bench. dong. He's <laughs> 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 a giant penis hanging out. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> I know that penis anywhere. That's I met Kevin that Sutherland. penis earlier. <laughs> um, uh, you never forget a penis like that. Uh, I don't know if you had anything anyway. to add or that was your that No, was no, your I point. do. I do, yeah. No, I mean, it's still, it's a lot of a story. I, I think this should have been a little bit more obvious, like the Secret Service show up and they've got flowers by Irene or something like that on the side <laughs> of their van or something. <laughs> Irene, too. Uh, but... Uh, yeah, it's 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 just a bit of a stretch. I mean, but again, this is where Gregory Itzen is such a great actor is that he pulls off this, and you you believe that this is his fault, even though it's actually not really his fault. It is Jack's fault because again, he resigned his commission yeah. in the last episode to protect everybody, and now he's back on the job. And I don't understand why they couldn't pull somebody out. Like, but we're in the middle of a mission right now. He so he says, "All right, Castle, come to this door." Why is this a problem? Like, I don't understand why Jack can't be like, "All right, you have a point." Somebody come in and relieve me, and then I'll be on my way. Um, Jack's just fighting this too hard, considering he's the one who came up with the plan last week. I can't be tied to anybody else. Uh, oh, that's just it, it really ruined. And it's funny because I think that uh, you even mentioned that at the end of the last episode about Jack resigning. It's like, oh, it's all kind of for nothing. This is the definition of it's for nothing. <laughs> you but forgot he's about resigning it. For no, he doesn't have a job anyway. Like, I mean, you know. Like, yeah, exactly. I would like yeah. right now on the Oz Network, I'd like to formally retire from my position as the president of the United States. Just, <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm retired. I'm just resigning. I just don't, I'm not. You're going to go. I'm going to go. Yeah. And also resigning from my position as the president of Burkina Faso. It's been a, it's, <laughs> it's been a tough ride, but uh, now is the time for somebody else to take control. Yeah, and that man's name is Noah Gross. <laughs> Good luck, people. Abuba! No, stop, stop, Abuba! No, Abuba. Cancel Abuba. Uh, I also love the whole idea about the club, but like it really raises a bit of a plot hole here that this is where he's making his big announcement to the world. We're going to shoot this video. We're going to claim you know, uh, credit for all of these attacks today. We're going to give our ultimatum. We're going public. Marwan is going public. So two problems with this. One, he is underneath this club, which we know the technology that exists in real life. We especially know the technology exists in CTU. All I have to say is I hear a faint beat in the background. Can you isolate that? <laughs> I just, I'm just waiting for them to broadcast his Matt Lauer. 
We've got some breaking news. We have a uh, terrorist tape here from Marvel. Let's go to it. You go to like, America, Allah Akbar. And then you hear, this, you hear like Sandstorm by Darude in the background go like. Is that Britney Spears? Yeah, I just wanted to be like, yeah, America will thank us in the long run. We are the Marwans. Go. And then all of a sudden, wait, we we hear something in the background. Can you isolate that clip? It's lump. It's lump. Turn it down, guys. I'm trying to do a video here. Um, but, but like that that's a dead giveaway. And okay, maybe hey, we're we have our secret exit here, our hole in the wall that we can get out of. But like you just entered probably the only place in Los Angeles right now that how many terrorist attacks have happened? I'm pretty sure that like the city would be closed down at this point for safety. Listen. We've had the Secretary of Defense kidnapped. We've had Air Force One go down. This is the point where they're like, we're asking people to go home. <laughs> you know, yeah. it happened during 9 11. It happened during much smaller things than oh, this. Oh, LA. Is- Nothing stops LA people. Come on. But like, he just walked through the most crowded nightclub in the city and they're about to release this video. The Rock. That's where they air this on the news and everybody's like, I literally just saw this guy walk through there. They got his location. <laughs> like, yeah. This is foolish on Marwan's part, but him going through the tunnels is like such an epic escape. You know, oh, we're escaping through these tunnels. But then that again raises a question because you have them saying, oh, I want a two mile radius. And then five minutes later, they come back from commercial break. Well, listen, um, we're pretty sure he's beyond our radius right now. He got two miles in five minutes. This guy runs at Britney Spears pace. Like, <laughs> how does he do it? And then they spend the rest of it. We're still searching the tunnels though. And then this is where we get that scene earlier on where Edgar's like, I've got a team out in the field. There was that one line that's like, they're agents with guns. You don't have to coddle them. But this is where Tony's like, Edgar, Marwan's long gone. And then they cut back to him in the tunnels. I'm like, Tony, this is your fault now. <laughs> it's like you had, how many screenwriters were on this episode? Two, I believe. It's like you had two guys writing two episodes and they didn't bother to fact check their work because they're saying, oh, we're going to have a two mile perimeter. And then, oh, he's probably beyond that. And then it's like, oh, but we'll still search the tunnels. Oh, Marwan's long gone. And then you see him in the tunnels. Like, everybody just looks like an idiot. But yet the visual of him in this club and him escaping through the tunnels is fantastic. So it's like, I can hardly blame it. How Gordon and Evan Katz, by the way. Um, You mentioned the speed of uh, Marwan and Britney Spears. Um, One of the uh, trivia bits, which is a bit of a, a fact, a false falsity, the nuclear warhead arrives at the garage at roughly 1.06 a.m. At 12.45 a.m. in the previous episode, the terrorist states he is 92 miles from the garage. That means they drove 92 miles in 21 minutes and were therefore driving <laughs> at roughly 270 miles per hour. An impossible task in their truck. It also does point out what I pointed out about Chloe. Um, it says here that... Uh, when Chloe's taking fire, Curtis says that the tactical teams are at least 15 minutes away. However, it only took Chloe approximately four minutes to get to the house from CTU. So conceivably, Curtis and Jack could have been there long before anything. They could have run, let's be honest. Um, fun little fact here. I like this. Um, I've talked a little bit before about how sort of Sean Callery's theme was remixed into like a techno version by Armin Van Buren, actually. Great DJ. Uh, and you actually can hear his uh, remix version of the 24th theme in the club. So... Uh, <laughs> There's a cool little thing. So they go this like, is like the janitor whistling Goldfinger in Our Majesty's Secret Service. Yeah, exactly. Um, what was the episode begins with Joe Prado receiving treatment for his broken fingers. The last episode finished with Jack knocking him out. And in the few minutes that are supposed to have taken place since then, he's managed to regain consciousness, makes his way to CTU and receive treatment. 
Uh, well, again, it's, we know how quickly the medical you know teams work in this show. Well, but like, I don't know if that's a plot hole because Jack basically does this and immediately goes back in the building. It's like, all right, I've got the location. Prado's out there in his car. He's got broken fingers. Like, yeah, but I mean, I him regaining consciousness maybe, but like, it's not a stretch that he's back in the building. I I think it is because I mean, generally the the it's episodes the, start he like through the parking lot. How long because the parking lot? But within three minutes, they've extracted him from the car, put him in bed, put fingers bandages on his finger, and made him. And he's sitting up going, oh well, that was a tough morning. Like I mean, three minutes. <laughs> Come on. I mean, it, it, it took 30 seconds to walk to his car, so I believe it. Well, I don't. And, and maybe he's not. Do we see him knocked out in the previous episode, too? Yeah. I'm really in a fighting mood right now. Jesus Christ. Um, yeah, so this episode, uh, I don't, nothing else in the book, by the way. I think it just says that Marilyn Radzka went to work for Kelsey Grammer and came back, um, <laughs> which we missed out there. Um, I'm buying this episode. Like, it's just, I think... You know, maybe talking about this is talked down a little bit. And, yeah, the ending sucks. But, like, I just – the tension around Marwan and the club is great. Gregory, it's in great. Um, props to um, James Morrison, too. I think he's really good in this episode. I don't really make sense. And the return of Palmer, I feel we've undersold that. Yeah. Like, it's cool. Um, and I'm just reading there in the trivia, it was hyped up in the media. So, yeah, I, I do sort of think it was sort of talked about. But, like, it is a cool moment. Like, again, you know, he's only mm-hmm. missing for, like, you know, 19 episodes, but still it's like, that's 19 weeks kids when we had to watch these weekly. Um, so yeah, I'm buying it. It's a, it's a buy for me. I, I'm not going to go for a buy. Um, it's going to be a very high rent for me. Um, I, I think that the problems with this episode should make it a bin. Like there are a lot of issues with the episode, which so much of it does come down to, the previous episode not doing this any favors with how it's set up. And I, I don't know. I, I'm pretty sure that I buy the last episode. No, I you rented it. I binned it. You rented it. I rented it. Okay, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, so to me, this is a rent as well. This is a pretty solid rent, though. Uh, I I think that what you said about Gregory Itzen, I mean, that that's where a good actor can save it. That's where all the actors can save this episode. And, yeah, as, as illogical as it is, all the spy stuff in the club is fantastic. That's what this episode's all about. In uh, the so, club. 50 cent. Dun, dun, yeah. Dun. <laughs> Colin's trying to know what a 50 cent song is. You'd know that. Song. I'm still doing black rock and beats. <laughs> you know, I got my kid. My kids do that. Um, there's a couple of songs where I'm like, uh, oh, this is repetitive. They may catch on. One is Wild Wild West. Oh. Casper will go, Wild Wild West, Wild Wild West. Uh, and then Block Rock and Beats, the other one, they'll go, Block Rock and Beats. Rock and Beats is what they call it. Do you like the Chemical Brothers? Oh, I love the Chemical Brothers. Who doesn't? You know, um, I I just did uh, allergic to chemicals. I I don't know. I, I just did a, a hypothermic half marathon a couple of days ago, and one of the songs I put on my playlist was a Chemical Brothers song. Go, do you know that one? Oh yeah, yeah. Go. Yeah. Great song. Um. Yeah. Let's let's do Chemical Brothers Oz coming soon. But anyways, yeah. I mean, this would be a high rent for me. I I've actually got this ranked as my. Fourth highest rent, uh, so it's forty nine for me overall. Uh, you, I mean, you would like I saw Crystal Method, the you know yeah. group who did Third Watch That's theme. The name of the game. They uh, you you they were, he was good. Like it was only one of them at the time, but um, yeah. Anyway, um, I've got this ranked fifty first, which is well, my. So you s- bought it, and you've got yeah, it second lowest. Lower What's my second lowest buy? Um, so there you go. It means I've got more buys than you. It would wouldn't it? Um, 
And I like giving my overall where it comes out of the uh, the 216 episodes. So just, I don't know if it's a spoiler or not, but I have this basically on the halfway, exactly on halfway. So the halfway mark is 109th. I have this at 108th. So um, basically out of 216 episodes, this is the halfway episode of 24. So um, there you go. It is perfectly in the middle. Well, next next season, by the way, we will uh, reach the halfway point of our uh, recaps. So um, yeah, get excited. Uh, next week, though, holy fuck balls. Uh, it's the episode of the season. I'm telling you that right now. Uh, to me, it is the best episode of the season. It is also, look, the ramifications for next week, I think are the maybe the single biggest ramifications for any episode of 24. Um, even Terry dying, I think kind of what this leads to, I mean, we get, this is our China episode. This is our introduction yeah, to China. Just reading that. Uh, Francois Chow, uh, the Oz Network's Francois Chow next week mm. uh, on it. Um, basically with next week and the China storyline, it will set up a storyline that will pretty much continue right through to season nine. Um, mm. And there's always implications around China and Jack. And it all is because of what happens next week. So um, the fate of Audrey can be tied to next week. The fate of Renee, sort of, it's mainly Russia, but uh, I could argue you could make an argument for that being involved somehow. There's lots to take on board from what happens next week. And next week's ending is going to fight it over with, you know, a couple of moments from this season for the number one moment. But I'd probably say next week, end of next week is the number one moment of the season. Um, and fuck, I remember watching that live and Jesus Christ, absolutely blown away. It's a, it's an amazing episode. Um, and yeah, best episode of the season for me next week. No pressure, Colin. Yeah, the uh, the end of next episode, uh, I think when you did your ranking of like the all 24 moments or whatever, I mean, there's two moments that I instantly look for. One was Chappelle and the other was the end of the next episode. Like those are the ones where... Yeah, I, I I don't know. I'm not necessarily saying those are going to end up ranked as my highest moments of all time, but those are like two of the, I can't believe they did that and, and handled it so well. It's how well it's handled. It's not just, oh, big shocker. It's like, oh, this is, everybody came on their A game in that episode um, or the, even that moment. But uh, yeah, I mean, and Palmer, Palmer arrives. He's very close by uh, <laughs> Logan. I mean, everybody's within driving distance in 24, but uh, I mean, next week's going to be an exciting one. And next week really is the shift. This is the, we're, we're in the final act of the season, the uh, the final eight episodes, but I, I think that this final act is kind of broken up is this episode has sort of ended the beginning part of it. And the next one is really where we begin the, the, the steady climb towards the climax. And I got to say, Kiefer didn't win any awards for this season and, Kim Raven didn't get nominated for any awards, at least the major awards. And I mean, God, the final, what is it like five minutes alone of that episode? I mean, we talked about last week, people phoning it in. It's the complete fucking opposite. They've got a phone book and thrown it out and they're just going wireless next week. You know, they've got Bluetooth headsets in uh, rather than phoning it in because like Jesus, Kim Raven and Keith Sutherland are just incredible. Absolutely incredible in that final, the final moments. Um, so yeah, lots to get on, lots to talk about. Two Oz Network guests in one episode next week. Kim Raver and oh. Francois Chow. Has that ever happened before? I don't I don't know. I guess and you Malcolm barely David talked Kelly to and, either of them about it. Well, I am pretty well, yeah, Kim Raver was sort of only briefly at the end and I'm pretty sure I mentioned Francois Chow about 
24 briefly. Well, um, you mentioned it, yeah, but again, but the, the the primary reason they were on the interview wasn't even watch. 24, yeah. yeah. But uh, they're both on next week, so uh, go back and listen to our interview with Francois Chow and and Kim Raver in the meantime. Uh, do all the things, follow, like, all that kind of fun stuff. Our Oscar episodes, of course, we're in the smack bang middle of those. We are a week away, if I'm not mistaken. Next week's episode of 24 will basically drop hours before Brendan Fraser will win an Oscar. So uh, and that's when you're going to know whether we <laughs> are going to be doing a retaliation episode or not. If he doesn't win next week and you know, but we don't then expect the retaliation to come. Exactly. But uh, yeah, Oscar episodes, listen to those um, other great ones. We did an Ant-Man review um, of the third one. We didn't do the, we didn't just go like, fuck it. It's the Tuesday. Let's do the first Ant-Man <laughs> review. Um, or we didn't just like literally go outside and go, look, there's a man who looks like an ant and then review him. That could be fun. Um, ben <laughs> reviews people on the street. You're ugly. Three stars. Um, I don't know where I'm going with this. My name is Habuba, and <laughs> cancel Ben. No. And my name is Colin and Joe Biden's famous, famous, Joe, um, <laughs> oh, no. Joe Biden's favorite Chemical Brothers song is also Go! Thanks for downloading this episode of the Oz Network. Make sure you never miss an episode by subscribing to the podcast via Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, or by copying our RSS feed into your preferred podcast provider. And while you're there, please drop us a rating and leave us some feedback. You can also be sure to stay up to date with all the latest episodes and happenings from the show, as well as finding out how you can get involved in upcoming episodes by following our social media pages on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, as well as getting everything you need under one roof at theoznetwork.net. Thanks again for listening, and we'll speak to you next time. like exclusive stuff yes, yes sir do you like having access to your favorite podcast hosts in a way like never before yeah absolutely do you wish you had access to our old survivor oz episodes that you can't find anywhere else online oh yeah if you answered yes to one two or all of those questions then get excited because the oz network is now on patreon <laughs> That's right, your favourite podcast has jumped on the Patreon bandwagon to enable a better listening experience for you, our listener. Wow! For more details, simply head to www.patreon.com forward slash oznetwork where you can sign up for as little as $3 a month. It'll be the best decision you make since that last bad one you made. <laughs>